Start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are bringing you every episode of Seinfeld one after another because we love that show and we want to talk to about it, every single fucking bit of it. And dude, you know what I really like is actually going back and analyzing this thing. It's it's added a whole new layer of fun for me. Yes. I mean, we... We've already sat back and like enjoyed the show multiple times. I know we've both seen it a lot. Now we're actually kind of going in and dissecting, and it's pretty fun. I mean, we're only on our fourth show right now. This episode, we are talking Male Unbonding, Season 1, Episode 4. This is the only episode of the entire show, uh, unless you count the very first episode, if you call it Pilot or Good News, Bad News, if you call it The Seinfeld Chronicles, Male Unbonding is the only episode without a the in the beginning of the title. Oh, I didn't know that. So the 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 what the naming way that Seinfeld does it is yeah. it always it's it's the it's something the whatever. Okay, exactly. and, and, and doesn't Friends do it that way? It's like it's called the sh- the episode about, and then yes. they'll say what it's about. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. Every show sort of has its own way yeah, of doing uh, episodes. Always Sunny in Philadelphia is usually the gang or D right. Mac or whatever. It's, it's it's this person does this thing or this group does this thing. In Seinfeld, it's the whatever. It's the jacket, the phone message, the statue, the robbery, the stakeout, ones that we had already talked about. Now, while while we're on this topic of naming episodes, when you were younger and you watched this show, did were you ever aware of what the name of the episode was, was or did you just refer to it by something that happened in the episode? Fuck no, never never the name. So yeah, yeah. So, so that was like, that's like a newer thing. And it makes it much easier. We can talk about episodes by their names. And yeah. We know, you know, what season it was and all that kind of stuff. But before growing up, you didn't have that until, yeah. like, you bought the DVDs would come yeah. out or something. You'd see it. Yeah. But it was completely streaming, lost. Streaming has changed that completely, yeah. Because when I talk to friends about, like, either Westworld or particularly, like, Game of Thrones episodes, like, like oh, man, that fucking, that episode Blackwater, yeah. that was amazing. Or uh, Battle of the Bastards. Fucking great, Joe. I loved. I loved. Uh, Hard Home was one of yes, my favorites. Yes, Hard Home. Oh my God, Hard Home was good. But I love the fact that we can re- just refer to them by names now. It yeah. makes it so much easier to have yeah. podcasts like this. Yeah, it does. And this one is male unbonding. So there are going to be some unbonding of males. The uh, synopsis of this episode is Jerry tries to quote unquote break up with his obnoxious childhood friend. But his pathetic weeping leads Jerry to give him another chance. Elaine helps Jerry come up with excuses to avoid him. That's the gist. So first, at the top of the episode, let's talk about Jerry's friend Joel. Is played by Kevin Dunn, mm-hmm. who we all recognize as the dad from Transformers. Mm-hmm. I know him as Ben from Veep. One okay. of my yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite characters. Matt, Matt Walsh's uh, McClintock is still my favorite on the show. He was also really quick at the beginning in Ghostbusters 2 when during uh, Bill Murray's, Vinkman's, okay. his um, TV show that he has at the beginning, yeah. he was one of the guests on there. Okay. So I always nice. kind of know him, know him from that. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and this episode aired on June 14th, 1990, and we start off in the in a comedy bit, right? 
Yeah, so we start off in actually a pretty good bit. It's 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 one of the classic stand-up comedian bits about like men and tools. So oh, okay. Jerry Seinfeld's just talking about how oh, men. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. it's it's almost like <laughs> like he was channeling Tim Allen at the yeah. beginning. It, 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 this was I guess before Home Improvement. Oh, yeah, I would imagine Home was probably like ninety four or so. When it's I'm dead. that's just me throwing that out there. I think. Yeah, so I would say that this stand-up bit pretty much encompassed all of Home Improvement's like theme. Mm-hmm. Which was funny. It was it was fine. It's it's a it's a fun. Again, it's another good bit. It's a good stand up comedy bit. Yeah. Uh, so in the episode, we're at Jerry's apartment complex, and we're on the way to Jerry's apartment. George and Jerry um, are kind of at the elevator. I also I thought it was kind of strange. Like they could have easily had this conversation in Jerry's apartment. Yeah, and and they built an elevator set, and yeah. then they built the hallway, the full mm-hmm. complete hallway for Jerry's apartment. And I even wrote down a note: Is this the first time we've seen the full hallway yeah. we've seen stuff for him walking down it and everything yeah. but it had that yeah, bend to it. Yeah. and then we see that obviously he's at the end of this uh, apartment hallway and i think later in later seasons it doesn't have that turn no, i think it I, just yeah. kind of is a more of a long hallway but yeah. you're right it's weird that they built this set actually two sets just for this conversation that really yeah. didn't have to take place anywhere other than the apartment yeah they could have easily been there uh, but yeah, George is freaking out that he told a woman he likes her. You know, he's just being his neurotic. You know, he's getting his neurotic on, uh, where he's thinking that he screwed everything up because he told a girl he likes her. And to any young man or woman out there, just tell someone you like them. It's totally fine. Be confident. If I could go back to my fucking younger self and just be like, you know what? You know what's really getting the girls? And you got you got a hottie that you married. It's because you're confident and you're just you. And that sounds so goddamn cheesy that I said it, but it's that is the case. And it, that is true, but that's also coming from a much older yeah. and wiser Adam. <laughs> yeah. Younger Adam probably didn't know that. Oh, and yeah. It's, he was definitely neurotic. And yeah. It's funny uh. to watch this show. I'm 41 and I'm watching it. How old is Jerry and George there? Yeah, I, they, like they're in their late twenties. Late twenties, early. I think right? early thirties. Okay, but I would say no later than like thirty-two. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really young thirties. Yeah. But he's too old to be wearing a fucking fanny pack. And yes, <laughs> yes, he is. And I, I wrote even before the fanny pack got mentioned, I was like, "That George has a fanny pack." That's, I noticed that, that looks exactly. Terrible. And then Jerry makes fun yeah. of it, and I'm so like, it was okay. a part of it was a part of the bit. Yeah, yeah. Crate. It's also a sign of the times, too. It is, yeah. I remember, I, dude, I had a fanny pack, except I was like, I don't know, 13, and it was a black and neon green body glove fanny pack. Do you remember body glove, the, the surfer, mm-hmm. like it's a surfer attire? Okay. I was big on surfer attire back okay. in the day, and I never But surfed. you're from Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore. There's no surfing no, on like that East Coast. Not really, no. Uh-uh. Okay, no, I had one, but I think mine was like, um, I remember it being like hot neon yellow and like that hot pink or something. It's like, I think it may have been my sister's and I think it was a Jansport, which I think uh, George was, was a Jansport as well. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. Good times. Uh, just to show about the kind of neighbor that Kramer is, Kramer is already in Jerry's apartment when they get in. I find this absolutely ridiculous. Like whatever their relationship is, I could never have that relationship with well, my with my, my next door neighbor. I think at this point it's established they've been neighbors for ten years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a long fucking time to live across from one another. This doesn't, you know, th- this seems normal to me. Truthfully, for someone you've been neighbors with for yeah. ten years, I mean, do you know names of your neighbors? But I've only been neighbors with them for a year. Okay, 
Yeah, fine. I have one Russian neighbor that I say hi to all the time, and then we can't Hello. really we can't really go past that. My name Cory. Yes. yes. Would you like sip vodka? Yes. <laughs> and honestly, that is the extent of our conversation. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've stopped talking to my neighbors. I actually don't want to talk to my neighbors. The only neighbors that I like, I want to eventually go and do like, uh, you know. Live have a house, poop out a kid or whatever, that kind of thing. And then I'll talk to neighbors. And the only reason I would actually even talk to the neighbors is if they had another kid that I could pawn my kid off and so I could get some free time. Well, this <laughs> this is very much like that New York City lifestyle. And, yeah. and when I lived in downtown L.A. for a few years, actually it was similar situation, not to Jerry. It's like, so my buddy, he had the apartment in downtown L.A., like 6th and Spring, like right there in the Arts District. Mm-hmm. And he had that apartment yeah, you like were, 10 you were years. Downtown. Mm-hmm. 10 years before I was there. So I just subletted it from him, like a one-bedroom apartment for like 800 bucks a month, right? Yeah. Right in the heart of downtown. So I did for like two years the whole downtown lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. I, when I moved out here to L.A., I came from suburbia, and then just I lived in Burbank, and I was like, why did I move 3,000 miles to live in suburbia? Yeah. So I took my friend up on this offer, lived in downtown, and honestly, bro, I had some of the craziest adventures of my <laughs> life living down there. I got to know, because I smoked cigarettes at the time, so I got to know my, my like local bodega guy, uh-huh. and to the point where one time I saw him walking down the street, and he was like Armenian or something. He's like, hey, man, my friends just stood me up, and I got this awesome thing of like vodka. You want to go up on the roof of our building and drink it? And this was like <laughs> 2 in the afternoon. And I was like, you know, normal me is usually like, no, no, I got things to do. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be the opposite. I'm going to be like what George says. <laughs> yeah. is, I'm going to be the opposite. And I go, I went up and I drank with him and I had fun. And I got to know a couple of my neighbors. Uh, this one cool-ass dude named Haji. And, like, we, uh, we, we would smoke and I'd see them down in the smoking area. But – Honestly, it helped that I was a smoker. Yeah. Well, you know? you're, you're out there. You're out in the open. You're meeting o- other people. Other smokers. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a smoker. And so I never really had that bond. It also pisses me off because smokers get more breaks in work. Dude. I'm a work. I'm a workaholic. And so like when I'm at work, I, I'm just keep at it. But like I see smokers like go and do their breaks. And I'm just like, fuck you, man. Like I deserve a break too, but I don't, I don't want the smoke. I was a smoker that took breaks once every hour, and I still hit all of my totals. I hit all of my yeah. like cue calls and shit. And one time, someone even had brought up something in a meeting. But like, dude, I was like, I'm always in the top one, two, or three mm-hmm. of my of my team, and I'm just like, come on, guys, work smarter, not harder. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> all right. So uh, Kramer hands Jerry the phone. He was Kramer was on the phone with somebody we don't really know who at this time. Uh, he hands it to Jerry. Jerry doesn't really want to take it, but it ends up being this old quote unquote friend of his uh, named Joel Hornick. And I, I I do like the line that Jerry you know says like, oh man, he. He had a uh, ping pong table. He's like, I was 10. I would have been friends with Stalin if he had a ping pong table. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, when we're kids, like, we are superficial like that. Like, holy shit. Oh, you have a pool? Fuck yeah. You're my best friend now. I'll put up with some shit so I can hang out and play with your toys. Yes, exactly. Yeah, oh, my it. God. Yeah, fucking. You love Mega Man? I love Mega Man. We're best friends now. Like, that's the kind of shit that makes best friends when you're 10. And then, the, you know, those relationships fall apart. So... And then I thought it was kind of funny. Kramer gets a phone call on like a, on his on his own personal phone, and uh, he, we get a little inkling here. He brings up that he is trying to start a business of a pizza place where a person creates their own pizza pie. Right. I thought it was weird that they kept saying pizza pie, just say fucking pizza. Nobody calls it a pizza pie. Is, again, is that a New York thing? Maybe do they call Ma- them pizza pies there? Maybe. Okay. I just it, I thought that was stupid. They're just pizzas. But I do love that we get an inkling. This is. Episode, or episode four, season one, and 
this is shit that comes back later, and this is like comes back in multiple. And like in that Poppy episode, way later, where like he is working with Poppy and doing this that episode, or, or creating like his own pie, and he's also creating businesses like that. But not just the pie. Yeah, it's the first time Kramerica yeah. is mentioned. And yes, he does I, say Kramerica I, Industries. I paused it and I wrote this down with two exclamation points. Yeah. I thought Kramerica first came up in the hello episode because yeah. that's the okay. one where they put the the, the yeah. bladder you know the, uh, yeah, for the yeah, oil yeah. spills yeah that was kramerica industries i did not yeah. realize season one episode four that yeah. shit's in there yeah Kram- and- exactly you get the kramerica the pizza pie make your own pizza pie like this kind of shit is what i think makes seinfeld fantastic for rewatchability. you rewatch and you're like holy shit they bring that up here or like you know those those ideas are, are planted way early or the writers were so smart that like, you know what? All right. They, they write it just for fun early, but they probably went back and rewatched their own material and was like, you know what? I'm going to bring that back up just because we can. That's crazy, dude. I can't believe that stuff was in this episode. Yeah. I'm uh, so glad we're watching season one again, yeah. like and actually intently watching it. I am so excited to see what the rest of the series like unfolds for me when I'm actually paying attention. I mean, this is like a fucking metaphor for life. People <laughs> pay attention to what's happening. Like I miss so much in Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, George and Jerry, uh, have a discussion about breaking up with this guy. And so, you know, this old dude, this Joel Hornick that Jerry really doesn't like anymore, and they're talking about, oh, you got to break him up. It, it's definitely humorous because, you know, they're they're tying it in like you would a romantic uh, um, relationship, and you just got to you know, cut it right off. It's right, and, and this is the main storyline of yeah. this episode. It's like, how does a guy break up with another guy? And later on, uh, the one... With the baseball player, where it's how does a guy sort of become friends with another guy? And yeah, that's good. Guy? Keith Hernandez. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk about it when we get to it. But I've done that shit with like Myra and like and you. Like when we first started talking, I'd be like, "Can I text him now?" You know, type of shit. Because like <laughs> it is true. It's like how the fuck? Like guys are weird. We're just like, I like you. You we like, well, but how do, we you, don't know how to say you, it. Exactly. You know, you're you want to hang out. What do you yeah, want to do? Because we met through a mutual friend. Yeah, and we're like, you know what? Oh, we know that we kind of click and we have some similar interest like we met at one uh, we went to a, a winery together and that was fun we had a good time and then we hung out again at a uh a mexican place you know with the same couple that we were both friends with and we were like that's when we started talking about the shit that we were like oh we can click we yeah. could we could be something <laughs> but, but i'm always reminded yeah. of that episode of seinfeld whenever i meet a new guy friend i'm yeah. always reminded of like how do i navigate this <laughs> <laughs> yes um, and it's a great segue into his his stand up. This is one of those perfect you know stand up bits in in the middle of the episode that actually relate to the scene right before it, and yep. you truly see where he's getting it from. But it's just about you know how do guys break up with other guys? Yes, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Uh, then we are at a coffee shop. Jerry is chatting with Joel, uh, really, and Joel really sets up early on that he is a dick and you can tell that he's a dick yeah because he's just he's rude to the waitresses like he's impatient he's just the kind of guy that jerry needs to break up with yeah he he's like a stereotypical dick yeah yeah exactly he's he's who crumbles like a baby oh my god he does he seems so tough when it's like two waitresses or that kind of shit he's like where's like you know where the, where are they like we've been waiting here 10 minutes and then he's just a douche what's up but then the second that jerry like nudges him and it's like you know what 
I think we're done here. Then he fucking cries. He bawls like a little baby. I felt so bad for him. He's like, you're my best friend. <laughs> well, not just you. Jerry also yeah, felt bad obviously. for him. Which yeah. is unfortunate. But I do like Jerry even, he gives him, because they, they do a lot of tie-ins with this being a romantic relationship. Jerry gives him the, it's not you, it's me. Uh, you know, that whole thing. It's, it's, it's playing that out very, very funnily. Is funnily a word? I say it all the time. Yeah, okay, fine. Fuck it. Funnily. <laughs> and then after the blubbering, uh, you know, Jerry just feels bad for him. And he offers Joel uh, a, a Nick's ticket that he was going to give to George. Uh, but, like, there's these great seats. And instead, they're going to go watch basketball together. Because he just feels so bad for him. Like, watching a guy cry in front of you like that, that, you know, yes, whatever. whatever. In today's society, is it toxic masculinity to say that men can't cry? Uh I, I still know. don't like it, man. It still makes me feel weird. I, I personally hate crying. I don't like to cry. I don't like to see other people cry. I say keep that inside. What? It, just like Dennis says, you push it down, you keep an eye on it's it. Not, and it's not just men. It's women, too. <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had times because I've, I've been a manager uh, at diff- multiple companies, and I've had times where I've employees have cried to me, and I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? Like it, It's an awkward feeling, and I've learned now, all right, the situation has obviously gotten tense. How about you step away and let's come back? But, like, crying is so fucking weird. <laughs> I have a problem with it. Dude, and what is this salty discharge yeah. coming out of my eyes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a Jerry. Exactly. Oh, I love oh, it. look at that. Uh, so. And then, he, and then of course, he goes right back to being a dick, Oh, like, immediately. <laughs> it's like he can't Imme- stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So then we're at a bank, and George has this big fucking thing of pennies. And uh, we hear George apparently got dumped. I mean, it's just kind of like a yeah. side thing. It's, it really it's the end of the thing. it's the end of the the B storyline for George yeah. at the beginning, which is you know he he was the the floss or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Or the fanny pack. It was the girl he was talking about because he told her he liked her, and he was like, "I think she doesn't like me now." So this yeah. is how this yes. ends. Yeah, so he gets broken up with, which is it's the juxtaposition of Jerry trying to break up with the guy. Yeah. George gets dumped. Yeah, which is good. So I'm, I'm glad we kind of got that you know full circle. Jerry. Also lets him know that he gave his seat away to his friend. George is obviously not happy about it. Uh, and it's a, a kind of funny scene. George trying to get his pennies changed out for cash. And the bank's like, fuck no, we're not going to do that. You have to roll them yourself. Which I am, I hate, George is the kind of character who is usually in the wrong. Yeah. I hate this about banks. I think banks are fucking annoying as shit. Like, this is money. This is legitimate U.S. currency and you're telling me I have to fucking roll this shit? You can't afford one of those goddamn Coinstar machines to just roll it your fucking self? I fucking hate that banks don't take all of your jar of fucking pennies because it's goddamn U.S. currency. It's the same fucking thing. You know it really grinds Adam's gears? <laughs> banks. This is this well, is the I hate banks podcast. I don't want to have to pay a fucking penalty I agree. To, I agree. to bring in my money that's just as equivalent Well, nowadays as they bills. should all have coin stars. Like, yeah, but, you, or, or but the, they take, the, or they the take coin the percentage star. out. That's insane. It's bullshit. I know it is. Because it's the same amount of money. It's the same currency. And because banks are lazy pieces of shit that they're not going to take it. And I, 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 I'm 100% with George on this. <laughs> it's It's... It's all U.S. currency, and because they're fucking lazy, and it pisses me off. The whole system's flawed. Fuck the whole system. Fuck the system. I love this. Is where you, this is where you got really passionate. Oh, my God. I, I was like, I can't believe it. I was like, what's happening? This is a throwaway scene, honestly. But like right now, this is where I'm fantastic. standing my ground, That's man. That's great. <laughs> but I loved his response. He was like, what? I don't have time to roll 6,000 pennies. Yeah. <laughs> 
True. But it's just true, though. Like, the pennies, that they, they equal the same amount of money. Just I know. give them the money. They can afford... Every bank can have one of those goddamn machines and just say, all right, we changed it out. Here you are, sir. Because You're, it's the same fucking money because they know how to... Like, they should be able to swap it just as easily. You are not wrong. Let me just say, you are not <gasps> I'm wrong. Like, I feel like I'm red in the face right now. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting heated in here, guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, all right. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, where are we? Um, okay. So we go into a st- uh, another stand-up bit. This one's also about banks. So this one was good. Um, I liked it. I'm like blown away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, banks are bullshit. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Banks are bullshit. Yes. Uh, we're back at Jerry's apartment, and. George and Jerry are trying to figure out what they want to do about Joel. Like, you know, what what kind of, like, plan of action should, should they be taking? Uh, Kramer comes in. We get another little, like, you know, little seed about his uh, his pizza idea and that kind of stuff. They're, I, I, they're giving Kramer more to do this episode. Yes. I liked I liked his stuff this episode. Well, because they turned him really from, like, a recluse early on to, like, now he's, like, this this eccentric entrepreneur. And that's the Kramer that we kind of know and love. And we're start, we're already getting that early on in this season one, which I kind of like, you know, because he has wild ideas and that's what we love. Yes. Yep. Kramer Erica. <laughs> so, uh, Jerry ends up making an excuse to Joel, um, you know, and he just ends up giving him the tickets as opposed to going, which is really fucking annoying. Uh, I feel like right here in Jerry, I'm like, you got fucking like almost floor seats or they're really good seats. And he's just like, just he go. feels so bad. Like, just yeah, fuck just this go, guy. Man. But that guy is an asshole. He like, can you asshole. imagine sitting next to him the entire time? Just grow a pair of balls and really fucking end it with him. But like, he did cry and whatever. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I know. It's, it's hard. I, I can see both sides to that. Yeah. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, I would, I would probably not have gone. <laughs> Because he's such a fucking a-hole. But I probably would have come up with a better excuse to get out of it. And I I would have broken up with them over text. So, you know. Yeah, yeah nowadays. <laughs> nowadays, that's the one nice thing. You don't have to, like, do things face-to-face anymore uh, and deal with that. Just ghost him. Just fucking ghost him. Well, he, it, well, the established on, he's tried to. He's actually tried to ghost Jerry for, like, seven years, essentially. Yeah. Like, he has, he's like, I never call him back. I mean, yeah, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> He is. All right. Uh, we cut to night. And, or is oh, it, oh I, I did like the one line in Jerry's apartment where Kramer says, one day, well, hold on, one day you'll beg me to make your own pie. Yeah, yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> yes. It's a complicated line, and he nailed it right, but one day you'll beg me to make your, your own, own pie. pie. Yeah, yeah. It, it, put, put that I one in, my, in, the, in the favorite quotes of yeah, the uh, episode. Okay, yeah, that <laughs> was good. Uh, all right, now we cut to night, and Jerry and Elaine are... Because this was late into the episode. I was like, are we going to get Elaine at all in this episode? I, 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 yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, maybe Elaine's not going to show up in this one. Yeah, but she, she's just kind of there, and they're trying to figure out something to do for that night. And uh, Elaine sees Jerry's list of excuses. He kind of, earlier on, he's like, I need a Rolodex of excuses. And he kind of, he makes it, which is kind of funny. I I do like that. And she's going through them and trying to, like, add some silly shit. It's good humor. It's it's a good rapport between the two of them at this point. Even if Elaine does show up late, I like the fact that she's utilized well in this. Mm -hmm. I did not like the mustard-colored jacket she was wearing. (laughs) I thought, what's the deal with your jacket? And, uh, you, just, you just love fashion so I much. I do. 
And, and earlier on, uh, before they get to this part, they started talking about, like, where do you want to go? Jerry's like, yep. do you want to go eat? And she's like, no, I'm not hungry. But he goes... Well, she, no, she's the one who brings up right. who wants to go. And then and, and he's like, well, I don't know where. And he's like, I'm not, she says, I'm not hungry, which is part of the humor. Yeah, that, she brings it up, and it's because they're trying to think of something to do. But what I really noticed was he says, do you want to go to one of those cappuccino places? They let you sit around and just not do anything, oh. essentially. And I was like, wait a minute. Is 19 when did Starbucks like start? Yeah. Did this like like were they starting to pop up now? Because now, if this show came out now, you would just say, "Do you want to go down to the Starbucks and yeah. you know go grab a coffee?" And everyone knows that's what you do. But in Seinfeld, back in 1990, you had to be like, "Oh, we can go to a coffee shop and just sit around because well, yeah. that's what happened." And they were different. Like you just grab earlier, you would just grab a thing of coffee from. Like a random like like bodega type of thing. Not even like no bodegas like that's too fancy. You're so fucking L.A. Yeah. Like, oh, no. is that not what they call them in New York? Oh, I don't. I know. I thought they were called like the little grocery stores. Yeah. Where, in the last episode where Jerry goes and he's he's picking out the cereal. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bodega. It's okay, like a yeah. small little Seven yeah. Eleven yeah. type of grocery store. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Or Mercado. Maybe I'm L.A. because that's a Spanish word for it. Okay. It's a, it's a little market, but yeah, I guess bodega as well. It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, you just get coffee from like not the fancy Starbucks-y kind of places. But I, you're probably but right. Like, like, what those, did, those what are... was the landscape like before Starbucks? Because I'm too, too young. I didn't drink coffee no. then either. You were way too young. So like, and I don't drink I coffee still, at all. Right, and I still picture like New York you know, having Starbucks everywhere. But this episode's kind of giving me a little glimpse into the see, time, which I like. It's neat to see think, how things were you back got, then. you got coffee from like, just, uh, the shitty convenience stores. Like you just get them from like the 7-Elevens. But then, he, but then he, he was making an implication that there's starting to be these yes. cappuccino places, yeah, yeah, these yeah. fancy so like, I, coffee I, places. I think you're right. This is probably People, like a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kramer comes in and he mentions that he went to the game with Joel. And so, uh, apparently the phone call that he was talking with Joel, they kind of became somewhat friends or whatever. Uh, but Joel kind of pops up and I do kind of like the interaction that he's like, because the excuse that Jerry gave him was like, I can't even, he's dealing with his niece or nephew or whatever and like tutoring them or something like that. And he's like, oh, so this is, this is your nephew or this is your niece. And it's, you know, adorable Elaine and, uh, you know, and he was like kind of hitting on her a yeah, little bit. He, he was a, perfectly he's, smarmy. He was, he's a, oh my god, yeah, super smarmy. That's, yeah, that's this guy. God, I hate this guy. He's the kind of guy I want to punch right in the fucking face. I hundred percent agree. And the fact he's a great actor because I love him as the Transformers dad. I love him on Veep, yeah. and he's totally different. But here he's totally smarmy, yeah. and I just want to kick him in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he tries to invite them both to go do something. You know, he pulls out even his planner, trying to figure out, like, oh, when's a good date? Uh, but they're coming up with excuses. Uh, and then uh, we go on a, to a comedy bit. Yeah, man. It's it's not a bad bit. It's uh, it's basically about how the fact you can't get rid of your friends over time. You just, you're stuck with them forever, basically. Kind of like how you're stuck with me forever, now that we're friends. <laughs> I'm going to break up. I'm going to be breaking You're going to start hearing the excuses. I'm going to be tutoring my nephew. What if, nephew, we, nephew, what if nephew? we broke up over the course of this podcast, oh but then God. still had to keep doing the podcast <laughs> because we're fucking professionals? Yeah, true. Oh, my God. I hope – and then people notice it, and they're like, oh, my God, there's that tension and, between and Corey and Adam. They'll know the episode where we broke yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, where Cartwright, a, po- a Seinfeld podcast, really fell apart. Like, they're going to uh, – I hope that happens. Well, I don't hope that happens. It, it would make great content. It would be <laughs> definitely make great content. <laughs> content always first, right? All right. So, uh, general discussion about the episode. I, I'll go ahead and start. I thought it was a decent episode. Not great. Not, uh, you know, bad. Right in the middle. 
I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say this is top. There was really no iconic moments in this episode for me. Uh, that's why I don't think this is as good as like even the one before it. But it's an okay episode, solid episode. I don't, I don't hate it. I'm shocked at how much I'm enjoying the season one so far. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I, you're right. It does not have any big iconic moments that I think about, like the episode prior with the the door. Um, I'm sorry, the lock latch in the yeah. episode prior. I was like, oh shit, I still remember that. I don't really remember stuff from this mm-hmm. episode, and I kind of, I do not like, you know, Kevin Dunn's character. I don't like the Joel character. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was a very tight episode. I liked the the message, like the theme of this episode about you how mean tight, like tight, tight, like, like in like the late '90s. Tight. Like, oh man, this tight is. <laughs> I actually, I think I do mean it that way. Okay. It okay. was kind of tight. Okay. <laughs> and and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a pretty good, quick-witted episode, and it, it flowed fairly well. I liked it a lot, actually. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to end you with uh, what my favorite line of the episode was, uh, which Jerry was talking with Elaine, and uh, he told her that he made a man cry. She says, you made a man cry? I kicked a man in the groin once and didn't make him cry I got the cab, though, <laughs> which I thought was funny. That's a damn funny. Well, Elaine well, has you, some good lines. And I like Jerry's follow-up to that yeah. line, too. He's like, they, they both make some jokes about his, the person's nuts afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I didn't write them down, good. but it was, it was good. They yeah. extended. Good yeah. call. My, right. my favorite uh, quote was, I, I'd already mentioned okay. it, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again here. One day you'll beg me to make yeah. your own pie. That's a good, that's a good line. That's a good line. It's, it's one of those lines that it. tickles me. It tickles yeah. me because you, I just think about it over and over. I'm like, ah, oh, it's yeah. genius. All right. So that's the end of the episode. Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on a few episodes of the Blast From Our Past podcast where I talk some nostalgic fun with you and your brother. And you can also find me on the NSFW Gamer podcast where I talk about video games and pop culture with my buddy Noah. And if you want to hit me up on social media, you can find me on Instagrams where I'm most active. And uh, my handle is uh, Corey Nation. All right. And as you mentioned, I'm on Blast From Our Past podcast with my brother, John. We talk all things nostalgia. He's not a big Seinfeld fan, so that's why we're doing our own Seinfeld thing, and I'm adoring it. It's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, if you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, that's normally what we do. And But more, most often... Find us on podcasts. Listen to us, man. Listen to the Blast from Our Past podcast. Listen to more Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Listen to NSFW. Listen to everything, man. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. we're out there. <laughs>